Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gentle listeners, and welcome to a very special episode of Flame On. What's so special about it? I'm hosting at this time. Yay! Yay! Who are you? Jared gets to talk. Exactly. Welcome to the gender sode. We'll be discussing how gender is portrayed in popular media today. Of course, we have the usual cadre of queers here tonight. So I guess you liked it then. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, we had to get the wine. So evidently, uh, Guy Fi Podcast mentioned that they, they think we're more organized than they are, and they're like, you have wine. I know, I know. You have wine all the time. I'm like, oh, not really. But I guess I guess somewhat often. Not okay, we we're alcoholics. We drink. <laughs> oh. I am. Oh. I'm admitting. <laughs> some of us recover. Some of us are having a blast. Yeah. Anyway, this has nothing to do with gender, but I had to mention. Um, yeah, I'm here. Brian the Bear. Hello. Brian's here. Hi, Brian. Hi. And we have Oral. Hi, everybody. Hi, Oral. Hi. Hello, Eric. Hello, Jared. How are we? We good? And and question. Hi. Hey there. Hey. And and we got uh, we got uh, we got Pat over here. Oh. <laughs> I never get he's, told. he's our living bearskin rug in, in, in the studio. <laughs> All right, so uh, for for this episode, we're, we're going to uh, be be talking about gender. Uh, but first, I would think. Well, uh, why are we talking about gender? Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of our show producers, Jay Jones, had uh, you know we, we had the uh, was it the the, the, the funding drive? What was it? Yes, to yes. get us to gay days. That's uh, right. It was yes. it was our April uh, nerdy show drive. Mm-hmm. And the target was to raise money for our gay days expo trip. Okay, okay. So and Jay spearheaded the effort. Both to get this uh, topic up in the ranking and the uh, alternate topic that almost won by by a, a very narrow margin, almost a, uh, by a, a hair. By a, a, a pubic hair. Yeah, <laughs> by a, uh, vaginas almost Ew. was the topic Ugh. that was selected. And thankfully, <laughs> we're not going to be talking about that anymore. Excellent. excellent. All right, so, well, to uh, to get this started, I, I thought we would talk about uh, how uh, gender is defined today. Anybody want to take a stab at it? Well, I did some research. Oh. Did you now? Well, That's if you first. consider... <laughs> All right, it's okay. Last episode, you got pretty r- brutalized, yeah. so mm. I'll take one. Um, I heard most of my retorts got cut out in the edit. Oh, it was terrible. It was like... Dum. <laughs> I only cut out a couple, but uh, the last ten minutes. <laughs> so, in uh, in in a brief uh, googling uh, on Wikipedia, I think. Uh, oh, don't worry, I did the same thing too. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I actually shouldn't. Anyway, gender uh, is can be defined by biological sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also be defined by gender identity. Mm-hmm. And so, when you ask somebody about their gender. Depending on their perspective, they may answer biologically, which a lot of people do think mm-hmm. of that, uh, X and Y chromosomes mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff, or uh, some, including our friend Cap, who uh, had a very interesting form spring response earlier today, uh, is a little more gender fluid, as I believe what he called yeah, it. Yeah, gender fluid. It's very messy being around him. Yes. Uh, 
I think that's that stuff in Evangelion, the orange goo that everybody pops into. I think that's gender fluid. What? <laughs> oh, this yeah. is the, the, the final episode of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, everybody just pops. Anyway, yeah. spoiler. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> everybody dies. 20 uh, years later. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. 20 years. Um, but again, some people are more identifying in what they consider themselves inside. Do they consider themselves more masculine or feminine inside? And or third gender. I had not heard of third You'd gender. You'd never heard of third gender before? I probably hadn't forgotten. Okay. What's a third gender? It's basically other, and different cultures, uh, they, they identify people in different ways. They're not all just biological, um, it, cultural roles and responsibilities. And I, didn't, I don't remember any of the specifics. So. Uh, well, a lot of Asian cultures. The third gender is, a, is called a taint buster. <laughs> That's my porn name. How would you know that? <laughs> well, it's usually in a lot of Asian cultures that they have a lot of uh, third gender uh, roles for, for uh, people. It's it's the in betweeners or the neither's. So that's that's the third gender. Give me a second. Okay. Um, all right. So let's let's jump on to. Wait, uh, wait. Can you go? What's the third role? Third role is. Other. Is that top? Are they automatically verse? Not instead top or it's bottom? It's automatically versatile. Automatically. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, <laughs> I could get into that. Well, have you noticed in other cultures like men's men men's men holding hands that aren't gay? They don't gay identify. Their yeah, in Asia, that's pretty big, right? Yeah. Um, when I spent time in Hong Kong, uh, you would see a lot of friends just like walking down the street, like holding hands. It's just something you do. Like, not everyone does it, right? Obviously, but well, it's a little gay. <laughs> well, you know what? To it's us. To us. gay yeah. to us. And I, at first, I thought, I'm like, ooh, there are gay men everywhere. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> All right, so let's let's jump on to uh, to women. Uh, it's it's a subject what? that some of us are familiar Woo. with, some aren't <laughs> as familiar with. I'm not. Um, I what? need a refresher course. What's that? Uh, Vaginas. Oh, sorry, I was yes, going to bring that. Yeah. has been there. He's not a pure blood, so he has the most. No, you're not a gold star. Here. No, I'm not a gold not star. Not a pure blood. <laughs> Muggle. <laughs> See, this my is wand has got no taint. <laughs> this is exactly what I tell everyone. That all the gay boys make fun of me when they find out that I I did it once. So? I was young. So? I didn't know what I was doing. So? Was it vaginal? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you have uh, just straight up missionary style kind of vaginal? Uh, yeah. I no, mean, nothing. Like, uh, no. no, kinda, no. Okay. okay, good. All right, just checking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? And then that that's how I kind of knew that like that sealed the deal that I was gay. I'm just like, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was okay. It just yeah. wasn't my thing. I got you. All right, so uh, these these women folk um, how, <laughs> that we don't want to have sex with. Yes, let's um, identify you know, the the role of the woman in in comics, especially, and I'm sure you all will be able to you know yes. wax poetically about it. Um, you know, has has changed over the years. Can you can you cite some examples for me? I take Wonder Woman for example mm -hmm. over the years, how powerful she is now, but the women in comics now today, like especially when it comes to Marvel, they seem to be the mm -hmm. most powerful. And all the teams and stuff, they are the most powerful ones. And I've always wondered. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, my little fandom of seeing the more powerful is because I am a gay man. I look at myself, not that everybody does, but I look at myself as a weaker. Mm -hmm. And to see women so powerful kind of <laughs> gives me inspiration or gives me that power to fall back. Diva mentality. Yes. yes. But that's where they are now. I would right. say that starting back early in the comics yes. era, yes. they were very much in like <laughs> a lot of other literature, the damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then later became the what is it the girl in the refrigerator? It's, it's woman in the refrigerator. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, which I had not really read much about, although I do recall the issue yeah. from Green Lantern. Yeah. I remember that one. Oh, um, well, why, why, why don't you? you know, Question: let, I don't think let, we were alive then. <laughs> Actually, let, let the listeners you were know. You're sucking on your mommy's nipple. Where, where did this term come from? Well, it came from an issue of Green Lantern when Kyle Rad, Kyle Rad, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, Rayner. Thank you. Sorry, I have a friend in Kyle Rad. <laughs> Kyle Rayner, his girlfriend was killed by Force Majeure. Is that a, uh, Major Force? Major Force or whatever. Force yeah. Majeure. Well, Making it like all fancy. <laughs> it's DC for God's sake. It's a playoff Force Majeure. It's I'm surprised it wasn't Force Man. <laughs> or Force Boy. <laughs> I can't believe you're hating on DC anyway. Um, but no, anyway, so he kills her and stuffs her in his refrigerator, Kyle's refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And it spawned this whole internet thing uh, led by Gail Simone, now a very prominent comics writer who's a woman. Prominently a woman mm -hmm. as a comics writer, too, but be that as it may. Started this whole internet thing back when it was more like bulletin board style internet and had a lot of other people chime in about all this 
women and their terrible, terrible victimized roles in comics. And it's used as a plot device rather than being a legitimate character. Yes, very much so. Whereas now I think a little bit more hopefully is character driven, like uh, what happened recently with uh, Mockingbird and, you know, the different, you know, female characters that have been, you know, injured and then empowered and even Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel now. But um, um, for those of you who need uh, a layman translation, think old school, like 80s, 90s, Gene and um, or Phoenix and Rogue. No, not Storm. Rogue. No, not Storm. Uh, Sue Richards. How it's oh. always pop up the force field. Oh, Scott. Oh, Reed. And now like, <laughs> ultimate uh, ultimate uh, Sue can like hold back tidal waves with with her mind. That's cool. Well, she did like as the years progressed, she was able to. There was like I think Terax took up New York and started bringing it to space, and she put a force field over the whole thing. Wow. I mean, blood's pouring down her face. It was graphic, Ooh. but it was pretty good. I mean, to see her do that, and she was like, "Shut up!" But I mean, you know, again, this is more recent, but back in the day, it was a plot device, and it was like you know, damsel in distress. The woman oh. on the the woman yeah. on the uh, railroad, railroad tracks. tracks. That's what I keep thinking <laughs> yes. of when I say damsel in distress. Which actually, damsel in distress goes back even further. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is an old. Archetype in media of all kinds. TV, well, I mean, movies, yeah, look literature, at, everything. Look at Batgirl. She had a purse with lipstick and a compact. Oh, and, yeah. You know, no, was it Batgirl or Batwoman? I think it was Batgirl. Uh, well, Batwoman definitely loves the lipstick. Too. Yeah, and they had like, the compact She's that she would get the it. fingerprints. <laughs> you know, shit like I that that, that she would do. Yeah, like that was the super. But Wonder Woman. Wasn't she a little bit more... Well... I mean, she was a dominatrix to begin with. <laughs> Let's talk Whoa. about that. Let's just, well, back up here. If we're going to get into Wonder Woman, her origins, she was written by a very... Strange. Sexually repressed. adventurous uh, uh, psychologist who actually was doing research against comics, and the comics industry, uh, DC, co-opted him to write this character. And he based it on his very interesting personal life where he had a girlfriend and a wife in the same house. And 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 all of the early Wonder Woman stuff is completely like bondage everywhere. Oh, yeah. She, and, and mostly her, which is kind of funny because he was talking about how he was trying to give a female version of like Superman. Very much pro sort of woman. But the way he wrote it was pervy and totally like sexy bondage stuff. Well, so, that's why, like, in the original series, that's how she lost her powers. Like, every she, time she was bound she, by a man. By a man. By a man, yeah. She was powerless. I'm like, huh. But what about that one chick that was, they called her Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was a woman villain. Yeah, but, but now in the most recent uh, Wonder Woman arc, when she takes off her bracelets, oh. like, her, literally takes off her shackles, she becomes, like, wildly powerful. And she she becomes Zeus's daughter, like fully fledged, and beats the crap out of Artemis. So completely symbolic and uh, you know growth for the character there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I mean these characters have come a long way. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Like Virginia Slim. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, baby. Um, but I think there's still even to this day sort of a misuse of women in comics. One of the writers I read pointed out that women characters are oftentimes killed off for dramatic effect, but they're not brought back very readily. Whereas the male characters, it's just a matter of when, not if. Um, and they didn't cite any examples of that, but I'm sure if we thought put, put our thinking caps on, we might think of uh, some woman. Well, uh, Sue Digby, but she, or uh, not Digby. What's the Dibney? Dibney. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Do you read comics? Shut up. He's sick and he's I, drinking beer. Identity crisis is on my shelf. Shut up. But, but I mean, what's his name's not back either? So I don't yeah, know. Ralph. So I mean that that I mean it Ooh, happened. But what's his name's wife? Uh, the Adams wife, the Jean, one that killed everybody. Gene Loring. Yeah. yeah. Why do I know this? I don't know. And you were just dishing on DC. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, Eric, since you're yes. a huge fan of Jean Grey, yes. I want to understand why why you find her appealing. What 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 empowerment do you feel from Jean Grey? It's this, this, oh. the same sort of effect that so many uh, other gay men have towards Wonder Woman. But, okay, do I tell the truth or do I give, like, the nice comic book version? Give me the comic book version. All right, the comic book version is I just I see this this character that, for me, to looking at Jean Grey, she's the most loved in the X-Men. Like, she's been dead for so long, but almost every story arc wraps around her. She's oh, still so prominent. Well, hey, the, the evolution from Marvel Girl to dot, Dark dot, Phoenix. To Dark Phoenix, you know, the progression, her growth. I, I, I It's my fast, I, absolute power. I love that. I'm fascinated by it. I'm intrigued by it. It would take me five minutes before I would destroy the world if I had the power of the Phoenix. 
And to see her do that, to see her struggles with the Phoenix Force, and to see that power that she possesses to do anything, mm-hmm. uh, to enslave the human race, uh, that's we're, what no, I want. What, what, we're, we're getting not everybody sec- thinks about this. We're, we're getting into sexual <laughs> fantasies now. So let's, let's I didn't say men. I said the human race. I kept it, you know, <laughs> diverse. <laughs> well, I think one of the things with, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> rock is talking. I need to signal in the rock, rock talk. Um, I think one of the things, and I love Jean Grey, and I have for a long time, and, you know, kind of talking about the role of women, especially in the comics, and I, I grew up with X-Men. That was huge part of part of my life. And from the say mid 90s on i always kind of looked at the women as being kind of that oddly powerful and i and i, I get the damsel in distress and you know i think of snidely whiplash and you know <laughs> old dudley do right like i think of all those things when you talk about that but uh jean gray i think when it comes down to it is almost kind of like the mother figure and because she is that She's the heart and soul of it all. And I see where you're coming from with the Phoenix part of it. You know, and I, I love Dark Phoenix Saga above and beyond everything else. Like, I've been reading. I've gotten back into reading some of the stuff. Thank you, all of you. <laughs> um, but the that whole piece of it, when it came down to it, and, you know, obviously it wasn't really her. But it was right. that struggle of heart versus power and trying to find that balance and seeing somebody that was able to wrap all that power into everything and then whether or not it was just the the embodiment of her persona in the phoenix that took it to that next level where it had a conscience it had a heart more than anything else and she was so powerful enough to put it at rest and i love that i love to see her that the growth of her to do that even though it did turn out not to be her but just to see all that just fascinated me and I think I think, oh, I think no matter I think no matter what is that either which way it was almost a reciprocal venture for the Phoenix at that point because with bringing Jean back no matter what it almost was like a piece of the Phoenix lived in her while a piece of her lived in the Phoenix right and that's why and then after they brought her back you know from the bottom of the ocean she still she kept on that progression because of the fact that the Phoenix was a part of her at some point in right time. when they did end song they explained that they neither can survive without the other anymore and i did like like people asked me they're like okay who do you want to see do you want to see phoenix or do you want jean gray back and i much because she's the heart and soul i'd much rather have jean gray exactly you know, yeah. just to well, see a bitch slap emma <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow well, but she won't well anyway um i think pat raises a great point though the x books have I think historically, more than any other series, been very pro-woman empowerment. Having such a rich character, I mean, they have you know Rogue, Shadowcat, uh, Storm, Storm. Storm. Well, look at Storm. I mean, back in the day, she was the leader, powerless. She beat Cyclops for leadership of the X Men. Yeah, you know, and she was leader. It was the first, never mind African American woman. Yes, she was the first woman that was in charge of a big team. Marvel. Absolutely. So I think the X books really have paved the way, and now you see with the Avengers a bit more of that. Although I mean, the Avengers have had their strong women too. But well, they try. See, like I see, like the Avengers, even the Justice League. Like I remember they had Black Canary for a second chairperson. Yeah. And it was a joke because Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman still in charge on the side. Yeah. You know, so they still treated them like a joke. So it's like you'll still have like your Captain America. Everybody will go to Superman or Batman. And they won't really take them seriously. Well, and that's the the good point about the Storm Cyclops whole, the, you know, when she was leading the Morlocks and she beat him for control, for leadership of the X-Men. The thing I loved about it and getting back into reading again is the fact that um, when Emma was going through her whole thing when the Hellfire Club and uh, Cassandra Nova came back up, that came back up. That whole thing of, you know... When it came time to for Cyclops to put his leadership up for grabs or right. you know up for, in a contest, that he was taken out by Storm. Yeah, and the fact that when it comes out, and to Brian's point with you know the X books having you know a lot of female empowerment, look at all the major stories. There always tends to be the inclusion of a new female character. You know, even going back to Dark Phoenix Saga, where that was such a gene centric storyline because of the Phoenix. Look who it brought in. Dazzler, you know, that was one of those where you've got somebody new and it tends to be 
a female. You know, they Dazzler, do. Kitty. Yeah. I mean, oh, I let's call help. Dazzler what she really is, Gem. <laughs> Without the cool earrings and pink hair. Oh, hey, hey. Let's talk she about She had Gem. the roller skates. Can't we? Let's talk about Gem. Yay! Let's talk about Gem. Go. Okay. Um, I love Gem. I remember <laughs> watching Gem. Gem is a But a you were alive for that. Right, but you were alive well, for that. I saw it in like, saw it in like uh, rerun. Yes, boomerang. Um, and it's funny because like my my mother had a struggle with you know me like her raising me to be really masculine and a man and like a black man at that. And there's a whole yeah. She like, named you Oral. Yes, she did. That's, not, this is what this episode is all about. Yeah, we're not going into the naming. Okay, but um, like I would not get in trouble she wouldn't really like punish me but she tried to steer me away from the quote unquote typical girl shows but those are the shows that i like my little ponies um later on i watched sailor moon i love gem oh don't get me wrong i watched those too yeah um princess guinevere and the jewel riders yes. in secret sunday morning yes. i would wake up sunday mornings before church it was awesome i don't know i had charlie's angels the bionic woman and wonder woman those were my shows um i used to watch wonder woman as well and like my mother i think at one point she just kind of gave up <laughs> um, you're a lost cause but, like for me it it always seemed like they were women the shows that i would watch they were women and men's world and there was something special about them that allowed them to like rise above the normal station of women. And that's what I kind of liked about it. Like you can be the outside, you can be on the outside looking in. And if you're special enough and you have a computer called Synergy, you get, <laughs> you get to be on stage and in front of everyone. And fabulous accessories. Uh -huh. Don't forget the earrings. <laughs> Are you staring at my omnibus? Uh-huh. Did you like how it's I pulled so that off my shelf? Big. And opened it up? <laughs> Do you Girls, like how let me see how, how thick Girls, it is? Focus. Yes, focus. It's very thick. Sorry, focus. Sorry. this is very masculine of us. <laughs> so I don't watch. Jim, did anyone watch Care Bears and like uh, Gummy Bears? Oh no, I'm not that good. God damn it, Kissy Fur! What the fuck was I doing as a kid? I watched Gummy Bears and Care Bears. We were getting into our roles in life. <laughs> we were being prepared. <laughs> See, but this even, is going to be the generation of homos. <laughs> but even, you know, and I, I watched Gem. You know, it, it just was part of what I, you know, my growing up. But even watching something like, uh, like G.I. Joe, you know, Scarlet and Lady Jane, those were, that's who I was, who I was drawn to. Like, you know, so it's still a quote unquote, masculine or you know a boy it's thing a boy to, show, to yeah. watch but they still had the female characters you know baroness even you know of course because if you had just all male characters it would just be a huge sausage fest <laughs> well see i liked like adam west batman and robin uh -huh. but i used to get really excited when i saw the little batgirl cycle go across the screen <laughs> i was like oh batgirl but granted all she did was kick <laughs> hot kick hot kick, hot kick. <laughs> i'm like girl <laughs> But that that used to throw me as a kid. Okay. Boys can high kick too, even if they're bears. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that that was that was fantastic, fantastic. I I feel a lot more uh, learned about this this uh, women women in general because it's, it's such a foreign topic to me now. Even though I come from a very large Catholic family with mostly girls. Now, Jared, are you a gold star gay as well? Gold star gay. I'm not familiar with that term. The term uh, <clears throat> I don't know where it comes from, but it's uh, in. Indicating you've never been with a woman. It's derogatory to no, people no, no. who experience pro sexes. Oh, so you're a muggle. Okay, yes. I just had to, had to ask because you, you seem very, um, uh, you know. Yeah. I, I know we touch. <laughs> I, I know we touch on the subject a lot in the show, but um, I, I guess for maybe new listeners or for people who are you know, recent to the show, um, let's let's talk about how homosexuals have been. Uh, portrayed in popular media up until this time. Well, if you're in D.C., you're never going to have sex again. Oh, <laughs> my God. The comic book queers were unless you're a lesbian. talking about Unless that. you're a lesbian. Oh, my God. The lesbian, she, she's hooking up a Wonder Woman now and her team up. I know. <laughs> I'm excited. That one. The, that woman and Wonder Woman teaming up. So it's that, drawn by J.H. Williams yeah, again. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm confused to why... I'm confused. Why do you say you'll never have sex again if you're a DC gay character? Okay, Obsidian. I'm gay. Did you ever see him with a man? Alan Scott, what happened to his boyfriend? Oh, he died. Oh, dead, dead, how, dead. How did he die? Horribly, <laughs> horribly, <laughs> at a train wreck. Fire. <laughs> okay. So it's now gay in the fridge. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fag in the fridge, I don't know. Yeah. The comic book queers were just talking about that issue of Earth 2 and how... I mean, basically, I liked it. It's like, cool that they had this big reveal of Green Lantern as a gay character and all that, but then they completely neutered him by mm-hmm. killing off his boyfriend and then be giving him a position that'll probably keep him really busy and he won't date he's anybody. Never he's never going to date. Yeah. I'm gay, but I'm never going to. And then Marvel, they keep killing the boyfriend, but they bring him back miraculously and he's married now. Who? North Both Star? North Star. How many times Wolverine killed North oh, Star? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times did they kill Kyle? Oh, whatever happened with Astonishing X-Men, this is totally a tangent, but did they ever resolve why Wolverine got like obliterated at the end of that yeah. issue? Yeah. Okay, so I'll take it from here. <clears throat> Sorry, this is it's getting out of gender, but I'll, I'll bring it back in. So apparently there's this new big bad, to use Buffy slang, um, that implanted him with nanotechnology, and it literally, like, they all banded together in his intestines and blew him up. But that's really not the important thing. That That's... I have issues with the story arc. Arc. My issue is okay. So we got a gay marriage, and you know we find them in bed, and they're you know talking, and they're doing like coupley things. You know, oh, you have to go to work, which is like fight crime, and you know I've got a image to maintain for you. And they're about to kiss, and John Paul just kind of like Zoom. zooms off. Yep. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like, that's it. You'll never see them kiss again. You'll never see them kiss unless one of them has has been drowning and is administering CPR to the other. Or they're just about to die. Yep. But I love you, kiss dead. It's, you know, it's kind of portrayed. The lesbians are portrayed pretty well. Really? Like Batwoman, I think. Yeah, no. Batwoman is definitely well written as a lesbian. And I like, like, now I've been, like, starting to read because I haven't really kept up with the new Batwoman. But now I have been, like, because of Wonder Woman. So... Maggie Sawyer, who was with Superman, the cop, and now they're together as a couple, yeah. and I like that. And I always liked Maggie Sawyer. I thought she was portrayed well as the lesbian in Superman comics, even in the animated series. Yeah. She was there. They didn't say, I'm a lesbian, but she was in the hospital when Darkseid was attacking, mm-hmm. and her lover was there and put her hand, they held hands wow. in the hospital. In and that the was cartoon. it. Wow. It wasn't, but people who read the comics knew. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that was cool. But I think lesbians betray because that's more of the fanboy thing. What about other media? I actually did some a little bit of research. Porn? Oh, please do tell. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I did that, too. But, yeah, we, um, <laughs> do that's tell. what we're talking about. So the actual first depiction of an openly gay character, I didn't realize, was that not actually until 1971 with All in the Family. And it was actually starting out as, you know, Archie Bunker and All in the Family is this irascible right. bigot, you know, all that stuff. Um, but the show is very uh, progressive in its agenda to try to, like, you know, get people talking about these kind of social issues and they started out with a friend of Archie's that was very very flamboyant and I'm sure one of the tropes would refer to him but let's we'll call him the Paul Lind for this uh, situation Uh, if you're not familiar with Paul Lind um, not Darren what was the uncle uncle uh, whatever on Bewitched Uh, oh crap um oh um, well more contemporary reference the alien from uh, American Dad that's Paul Lynn, basically, yeah, not really, because he's dead. But anyway, so started out as that kind of characterization. Turns out that guy is straight, but then Archie's best, like, masculine friend who hang out at the same bar was the gay guy. And I, I had not seen that episode. I actually really, after hearing that and some of the stuff from Fresh Air when they interviewed um, Norman Mailer, is it, I think it was Norman Mailer. I always get his name wrong. But anyway, and some of the cast from All in the Family, I really want to go back and watch it because it sounds like an amazingly funny and for that era very progressive show Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway that was the first uh, openly gay man and since then of course we've had many yes Uncle Uncle Arthur Arthur. so before 1971 
before I check that. I'm going to check it now. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And who did Steve Carell play him in the movie? I think. Uh, anybody see the Bewitched movie? Unfortunately. Oh well, I didn't see it, but I, I, I remember Carell played that, and I thought that was a perfect choice. But um, before 1971, gays were not explicitly like mentioned or dealt with. There were just gay, very I should say, fey characters or caricatures. Well, what about Milton Berle? I mean, he was the cross-dresser of Well, that's different. So we're talking about just this. In this case, we're talking about just gay characters and that that issue. But in terms of gender, yes, cross-dressing actually predates Berle, and it goes back even to Shakespeare's era. Right. That's where we get the term drag queen from. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that men used to cross-gender in that way for comedic effect or for utility and and for acting. I mean, that's an old trope. Um, but this uh, Jared actually found this interesting website, which I had never seen before. It's TV tropes. It's it's a huge. Um, it's it's uh, it's a plethora of storytelling devices that are just you know they're they're written out as these very easily accessible um, things. But they've got a whole litany of uh, different topics, and you know one of them is it's uh, they have queer as tropes. These are specifically gay tropes. Um, I don't know where else to go with that. <laughs> well, okay, I have. I mean, what about Bugs Bunny? I grew up with Bugs Bunny, and he was a homo. He yeah. was a homo. Yeah. He always dressed up as the girl. <laughs> he always was flirting with all the boys. He was monsters and such interesting people of such interesting lives. He was a homo. Yes, yes. His lashes were always on point. Though. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fabulous lipstick. And I watched the new uh, Looney Tunes to see just as gay. Mm. Just as gay. I was like, oh, he still has that wig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so any any other uh, contemporary references that we can uh, fish out? Um, I remember a very special episode of 90210 when they were in college. I think it was the first season they were in college. So it was about, I think, 94 or so. And... Um, that was good times for me. <laughs> uh, was that before or after they closed uh, Studio 54? Uh, that was after. After. Oh, okay. after. Um, Steve and Brandon, I'm not going to give their real names because those are their real names. Um, uh, their car breaks down and they go into this uh, coffee shop, I think called like Equatorial or, yeah, Equatorial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're looking around trying to use the phone. That was the first first like uh oh i might have some issues in the future type right. of moment i ever had really i mean no no not the first rumblings oh of, okay i was like, gonna say that's albert ingles on little house on the prairie <laughs> oh. wow. really yeah interesting and will wheaton and he was hot oh will wheaton yes, and jonathan brandis yeah i don't like blondes just saying i had a thing for jonathan brandis so I, I, yeah I, I may that. he rest oh, yeah exactly i know um well the, uh, the the references that I usually draw from are usually from video games, and you know they, there's like you know hundreds of them. Most uh, most popular is Birdo. Who here has played Mario Brothers? Oh, Birdo! Oh, Birdo. <laughs> Mario Brothers Two, right? Yes, Mario Brothers Two. Or Toki Toki Dash. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Well, for those of you who don't know, Birdo's actually a dude with a bow on his hair, and he lays eggs, or he's yes. just guard eggs. Does he lay or guard them? I don't. Know. We don't know. If he lays him, then he's a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was your first reference. So I was actually thinking of uh, Flamingo from Punch-Out. What's the, not Soda Popinski, but who is the Flamingo guy? Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I forget his I mean, name. okay, so there is that fine line in terms of uh, gender roles. Is he gay or not? Well, gay or, <laughs> gay or European, or, or as I like to play oh, at wow. Epcot, gay or Euro trash. <laughs> and I apologize. Wow. I apologize to all our European listeners, of which there might uh, be a couple. We've just been blackballed. <laughs> I, I want you to know. Everyone in the UK, the Netherlands, I love Why you. did we say the Netherlands? <sighs> Some dreamy Netherlands man just came in the start shop. Really? Oh, he so he follows Aaron online. Yeah. Oh, well, mm. how about that? Yeah. You know, we have some Swedish followers, I think, because oh, on Twitter, hey. I've noticed a couple, <laughs> like, Swedish, I think it's Swedish. Send me Lingenberries. <laughs> and they're, they're, uh, they're always tagging Flame On. I didn't, I don't oh, know. Anyways, this is good. But, um, 
in the new Punch Out, uh-huh. there's actually a black character, and I can't think of his name either. Oh, but do you know what I'm talking yeah, I know about? Who you're talking about? Yeah, he says something like, "Here it comes," and it's just the most like Fay. Sort of, yeah, it's bad. They did one for Grand Theft Auto, too, a yes. whole version. Ballad a gay of version. Gay Tony, yep. yes, yes. I never played I've never that. played it. I saw the coming track, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> it was a little too gay for me. And a little whoa. more contemporary, we have things like Bully, where I believe you can also have mm. like, a kiss gay story or, or whatever. All the Bioware games recently. All the Bioware yeah. games. Yeah. Um, uh, Fable. 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 I, I now have a husband in Skyrim. Which is the only husband I'll have for the foreseeable future. Oh, I, I, had, I had a husband too, but uh, you know, did I, you I send totally, him off to die? I totally forgot about it. <laughs> you know, pretty much. He just sits but, in the shop making money for me. He's like, "Hi, you got money for me?" <laughs> so you're his pimp. You're not his husband. Yes. Oh, sounds like God. a real marriage. Yeah, in the new Star Wars: The Old Republic uh, MMO that Brian and I play a little bit, um, they Bioware is known for having gay characters, like we just said, but they didn't have any in this game and they asked the, the one of the game producers why it says there's no gay people in Star Wars oh. but there was a huge backlash against yes. that so now he had to like sort of backpedal and be like oh no we're gonna update it with a, a gay content patch they still have not <laughs> well, hey, I know but hey. apparently it's it's coming maybe maybe not we'll what's, see what's weird is that there's such an enormous uh, community of homosexuals in the Star Trek community yes which you know Star Trek Red Fair and bondage. Yes. They all go together. <laughs> <laughs> if you find someone into two of those, they're into the third. I guarantee you. Uh, I've never been a part of Run Fair. Really? You sure about that? What is Think that? Think deep. Think back. What is that? What? Rent a renaissance? Fair? Fair? Renaissance. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, a little, yes. little you, you dress slogan. Up. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm and, a just, and just to pull out one more video game reference, who here's played uh, Final Fighter Streets of Rage? Oh, yeah, I have. Yep, yep. We we have the uh, was it the Freddie Mercury reference that they <laughs> had in that that one character? <laughs> Why? Um, I, I, yeah, I I should have researched this, but yeah, <laughs> the um, I remember the, the image. Yeah, the image the is this very uh, you know very butch looking guy, but he's wearing this uh, like like violent purple vest which you know it's open he's got yes. this huge uh was it a female or male symbol that's dangling off of his chest probably the male symbol and but... then, you know he's wearing the chaps and you know the huge yeah. codpiece so yeah it's just a very obviously gay character japanese culture's got an interesting thing yeah. about that i don't get it yeah um, um what about female um uh, you know we're, we're, we're very hyper masculine and very yeah. ma- uh, male aware but like samus aaron yeah uh certainly strong female archetype that, in video games blew from way a back a lot of people's minds when they found out that Samus was a woman. I was kind of like, oh, cool. <laughs> Actually, it cool. just made a lot of guys go, whew, yeah. so these fantasies weren't bad after all. <laughs> Rolling up into the ball and, I don't know, what you can do with that. Thank you for ruining my joke. Damn it. Thank you for ruining and stopping I'm passing my, my microphone away. <laughs> Listen, you probably got it from your freaking store anyway at the party. <gasps> I blame your girls, customers. Girls, girls, girls. Let's let's. Well, Joshua up. did come in before you did. <laughs> oh, and... I didn't say who Joshua was. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> He's a friend of the show, and he likes to treat. <laughs> um. Oh wait, can I backtrack horribly back to the comics conversation? Sure. <laughs> what, 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 what. <laughs> what would you like okay. to say? It just came to mind that you know. Oh, all... he's quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I, love you. I missed it too. Sorry. Oh yeah, because it took me twenty minutes to think of it. Sure. Yes, I got I got that joke. It only took me twenty seconds. Anyways, what? <laughs> uh, why the last man by Brian K. Vaughn? Yes, that is like the oh, the, the ultimate lesbians. comic book gender. Yes, gender soda. <laughs> Honestly, can I say something? I have. I have read halfway through Why the Last what? Man. I have not finished it, and one of the reasons I have a hard time with it is it's a little too much of that world. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just. I can't. agree. With you Brian. can't imagine yourself in a woman's world like that, no. can you? This is the thing. I if, have. I used to have in high school. I was talking about thinking about this earlier. I had so many more girlfriends in high school and college than and than male friends. Although my fraternity was pretty male, but whatever. But I, I just that world. I can't bring myself into it. I just can't. Come on, I realize if I was the last man... It makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's disgusting. Uh, The human race would be screwed. It would. 
Yeah. Well, hey, it'd be a lot easier to repopulate the species that way, though. Actually, yeah, but what? Am I going to have sex with my son? Yes. Ew. No. Ew. Really? Oh, really? Ew. Why? Why did I just say that? <laughs> oh, God. No, I, I mean... Kill well, me. well, I was going to say, like, Brian, I'm going to have to completely disagree with you. Here's why. Whenever I try to sell why to people, I explain to people that it's not, like, man's problems. It's human problems. Taking away the other gender... So that's how you make it okay with irrelevant. yourself. They, they cling to... That's how you make it okay for yourself. Meaning about the book, not okay. about you. Okay, I'm just like, I'm so <sighs> confused. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. And so, like, the issues that people have of, like, considering gender, they don't make any sense in that world. Like, as you go along, you realize there's one guy left. You're like, oh, okay, so men did... Oh, oh no, I didn't ruin it. Men do exist still. But for the greater population... That doesn't that doesn't apply. See, for me, it just showed me that uh, women are just as screwed up as men because eventually they started doing. They said men, uh, women would do everything so much better, and they're just showing they would do the same thing. And trust me when I say this, and I I love my lesbian friends, but that is so fucking true. Right? They are so. They think they will make it so much better, but they would men. do it the same way. And as many people, and, and I actually feel like we should have a woman president. And we should have more women in positions of power, like Hillary Clinton and all that. But oh my god, there is. Mm-hmm. Just as much fucked up about they women. Think they, and their everybody thinks they could do a better job than somebody else. Yes, you know, but, until uh, they get the job. Anyway, why the last man is a very appropriate reference, I think. Well, actually, thank you for for segueing that in because uh, it leads to our our final discussion topic, which Jay yeah, Jones, you're welcome. Personally, Jay Jones personally had selected for this episode. I love you, Jay Jones. We all love Jay Jones. And can I just say, yes, shout out to Jay Jones. Jay Jones is the best, most. Homo friendly straight man, I I know. It's yes. a fantastic kisser. I did not you say that. I don't know anything about that. I do know that he can drink. He is. Oh my god. He can put away his alcohol and he can disappear. <laughs> oh. oh really? And prance. He. Oh my god. Yes. I watched him prance down the runway of the store. <laughs> I was shocked, and I was like, "Really, Jay? Really? You wonder why we sometimes think maybe, but but I, he's not, and he's an amazing guy, and we all love Jay. Excellent. Not just because he, you know, is awesome <laughs> and sexy. All right, so I didn't uh, say it. What, I did. what Jay had specifically asked was um, for '90s family sitcoms. Why is the father depicted as a bumbling idiot while the mother is? You know, portrayed as as the straight man, the the you know the logical hero of, wow. of these series. That's very true. Yeah, well, because it's true. It. <laughs> the women ran really ran the household. Mm-hmm. And the father was the bubbling idiot. But you know, think back to even Bewitched era. Uh, Bewitched or Same even thing. to be either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the woman. Well, wasn't Darren a homo? No. Was he? In real life, yes, he was. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. See, I don't believe in second Darren. I only and wasn't in Agnes Moorhead a lesbian. Oh, was she? I don't know. That's what my lesbian mother said. I don't know. I don't know. But no, think about it. In the history of sitcoms, I love Lucy. Although there is that whole Lucy, and Ricky's like, yeah. hey, and all that. But no, Lucy is the protagonist, and her and her friend uh, Ethel. Ethel, like, they get into crazy adventures, but at the end of the day, a lot of times, they're the ones that are kind of right, and then and, and Ricky's the crazy one. And, and same thing with Bewitched. Same thing with I Dream of Jeannie. So I don't I, what I, I guess I'm getting at is I don't think it's just isolated to the 90s. I think throughout the history of television, mm-hmm. the women have been the ones who are more of the relatable, sane, whatever. And the men have been the outlandish kind of crazy ones. Well, the, the 90s thing I interjected, unfortunately, because I, I, that's that's where my mind my mind. Well, but at. you're right. You identified like, yes, you know, yeah. a Tim Allen in yeah, uh, Home Improvement, Home Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alf a little bit to mm-hmm. some extent. That was like mm-hmm. late 80s, I guess. Um I don't think I'm trying to think of any other '90s characters. I don't remember anything. I'm sorry. I was drunk and high and <laughs> blur. It's a blur. I watched it all. But it's what about TV now? I don't really. Modern Family is actually. Oh, I love that show. Kind of a reversal of that because clearly Bundy's character or whatever his name, um, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. Thank you. He's definitely more of the kind of reasonable guy, mm-hmm. and his wife. Uh, oh, I is love her. Crazy, Sophia. but she's oh, hilarious. So hot. But um, but actually the the, the daughter. Is more of the sane uh, compared to her crazy husband. Okay. And then we have the gay guys, which are just hilarious. 
you know. But um, I don't know any other. I don't know any other contemporary sitcoms. You I guys can. would know more than I do because I don't watch much television. Yeah, television is all over the map right now. But um, yeah. it is interesting to think that women actually in television sitcoms anyway have been the dominant role. So. Uh, <laughs> What about movies? Can we think about any kind of movie thing? I, I think there's been few, and I'm sure there are a few, but notable movies where women take the center stage. And I think Glenn Close and uh, uh, what's her name? The other one. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. <laughs> the yeah, other big really blonde. The only two. They're like the ones that you think of when you think of go-to women, strong women. I mean, Julia yeah. Robert for like a second. I mean, I'll talk about, I like to talk about, do you ever see Revolutionary right. Road with Kate Winslet? No. And that was about, what was that, in like the 40s or her something? Her husband, Sam Mendes. Oh, really? Yes. Well, it's, it's her and Leonardo DiCaprio are this couple, sort of traditional That's American Titanic. couple. <laughs> I know, I know. That's and they go, up. they they settle down in this neighborhood, and she can't stand it, being like the stay-at-home mom. So she wants to move to Europe and go, and she'll do the working, and her husband uh, will just stay home and like do whatever he wants, blah, blah, blah. And she wants to do that, but then, of course, something happens, and she has to stay there, and it drives her insane. Yeah. And so she, it's, it's a movie about a woman trying to like defy her role, and is eventually like, defeated by it. And it's, it's really depressing, but it's... I, it's for this podcast <laughs> absolutely well and that Eric era... starts to cry he's like why <laughs> oh would you God, tell me that story <laughs> well I think about Mad Men going back to TV although different kind of TV and Mad Men really cap- encapsulates that mentality yeah. and this was the mentality of my parents certainly the mother stayed at home and raised the children and the man went and earned the money and I you know what's awesome about Mad Men is you see that in the, the John Don Draper and his uh, wife at one point or whatever, but then all the women at the office, yeah, January Jones, I never think of her. Emma, yeah, Emma, no, no <laughs> she's not. But I mean, you see that subverted by all of those women, those strong women in his office, you know, and even the women that he has affairs with. How a lot of times they're really strongly defined, you know, characters. So. Uh, but that era, that era, just I think about that. And then contrast that with the fact that the television was so not that, you know, kind of subversive against that that idea. Because um, that, that, that model is still around today. I mean, so many women stay at home. Yeah, we so know. many. I mean, unfortunately, today's, we can't really do it today. They well, that's true. You, know? you need two incomes. But I mean, up until, like, let's say the 80s, I mean, that's that was still pretty dominant. And it's still my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a stay-at-home mom with kids. Yeah. Being a lush pill popper again. Oh, it would be such a good time. I also good time. prescription drugs. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> in my uh in my own like writing, whenever I write something, I don't consider myself a feminist, but when I look at things that I write, really? I really, really, really am. And all the feminist has sort of become like a dirty word, or people take it the yeah, wrong way. It's it always been a dirty they word. They get this vision of like a fierce of, Amazon, yes, yes. you know, kind a of wonder, thing. A Wonder Woman? A Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, but like when Let I. Let me bring I wrote... a picture up of my mother. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, for well, a comic book. Anthology that'll be coming out soon from a comic shop in Orlando, Florida. Um, comic <laughs> comic book team up. Let's plug that. Um, I wrote a story, but the the main character was like a fifteen year old girl, and and she has to like save the day. Well, you're through her like, but she the obstacles are her, like her social life. Oh, well, the other story I know that you've written that, that uh, will will someday see the light of day. That also had a very strong female. Yes, it was a woman who was kidnapped. But I wanted to show, like, what kind of woman would it take to to get out of this situation and not be the damsel in distress with yep. no one to help her. Exactly. So yes, you know, men seem to be threatened by this kind of woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look this at is... like what the new Disney Pixar Brave that came out, like yeah. all this, like saying that she's a lesbian because she didn't want to deal with marriage. Or oh, men right. And I never heard that, but yeah. that could be seen. For it's sure, like, you know. It's so she didn't want to get married. I want my own <laughs> path. <laughs> that was horrible. Um, but it's so funny because you see that and people feel threatened and all that. But then you see stuff like Buffy, that had a very strong female protagonist and uh, a lesbian there and a lesbian. Xena, hello, yes. the archetype <laughs> of of lesbos. I you love know? Xena. And, Look and at it. Many, many, many <laughs> straight men who may or may not feel threatened by a woman or whatever. They love that stuff. They actually really love it. And you know what, Joss, Joss Whedon, who wrote Buffy, he someone inter- was interviewing him, and they said, "Why do you write such strong women characters?" And he just responded with, "Because you have to ask me that question." Nice. Oh wow. Oh, he's so smart. We all love Joss. <laughs> oh, anyway, right, fabulous. I, I think that just about covers it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We never talked more about third gender. 
No, no, we didn't. But uh, Taint Buster, I'll show you sometime. Look it up online. <laughs> Actually, X Tube Taint Buster, you will not be disappointed. Ooh. Let me tell. No, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, and you can find us on flameonshow.com, which the Nerdy Show is being reorganized, and we have actually nerdyshow.com slash flameon now. Yes. Backslash flameon. Um, we also are on Facebook. You can find us there. Twitter handle, which, man, the Twitter is blowing up. Flame on Podcast. We are on Tumblr on flameonshow.tumblr.com. Uh, and Google Plus, but no. One You'll find all these in the show notes, of, of course. Of course, of course. We will have amazing show notes as always. Message us on Grinder. No. Well, actually, and we will be traveling around. Uh, the question will be up in New York City. I'll be in Baltimore. Actually, I'll be in Star Wars community tomorrow. But you won't you won't hear this until later. So, it, it was amazing. Star Wars was amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> it was great. No, but I mean, really, a form spring. We're up there. Ask us questions. If you want more episodes like this. Where we address a topic that you care about, let us know, and we will either do another pledge drive, which would be great, or we'll just say, yeah, it's a great idea, and we'll do it. And we appreciate all of you being so patient with us, because we know it's been months, months since we said we were going to do this. Oh, yes. No, it was. It was It was basically May. So if you get in your request now, you'll see it by 2014. Hey, we're still faster than Nerdy Show, I just want to say. <gasps> Ooh, I shade, love the Nerdy shade, Show, people. Shade. I'm just saying, man, some of their things, they waited you know, almost a year. Yeah, was, a big thank you to everyone who donated. That yes, was really awesome. Yes, thank you. You got much. us to Gay Days. You heard the Gay Days episode. You know how much fun we had. So we appreciate it. We got stuck with the best. <laughs> Aww. Hey, he brought us brownies, okay? Wow. I that like was, how there that was, was the last time I've. One for each of us. What happened to the other one? Listen, there was at least one for everybody in this house, all right? <laughs> Just saying. What if you come to Barioki at Stumble Bar Orlando on Wednesday nights from 10 to 2? Bob Hay makes delicious, delicious baked goods every week. Next week is Rumbles. Which you won't hear this before that. So I'd love to taste the rumbles were balls. delicious. <laughs> Bob must have no. It's, it's done. Sweet All meatballs. Right. All right. On that uh, illustrious note, are we flaming out? Uh, sure. <laughs> Flame off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 